career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. All right, 40-plus gay men, gay talk crowd, it is time. It's January. We are halfway through January already. Can you believe that? This year is already picking up steam and flying, and for many of us, we're probably like, well, what am I going to get done? Why am I not getting done what I wanted to? Some of you, those New Year's quote resolutions, I hate those things personally. They're already gone. You drank them down New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever. They're gone. Bye-bye. So what the fuck are you going to do to get out of your own way this year? What are you going to do to let go of that shit that's holding you back? Well, <laughs> I'm going to recommend you listen to my guest, MJ Harris, who literally his book just came out and it is entitled Get the Fuck Out of Your Own Way, A Guide to Letting Go of the Shit That's Holding You Back. What a perfect time of year to, to like, <laughs> hey, pick up a new book. So MJ, I'm really excited because there's so many things built into there, like the rejection stuff and what your priorities are and how to, you know, stop fixing. My favorite thing that that's in there is like how to stop fixing broken people. Like, yeah, that's yes. Yes, girl, I'm going to go fix everybody and their problems and not my own. So there we go. Uh -huh. um, welcome yeah, to the I podcast, call, man. I call myself Captain Save-A-Ho. Uh, oh. Captain, Captain Save-A-Ho, because I'm always trying to save uh -huh. somebody. Trying uh -huh. to fix a pleasure to be I here. I love that. I love that. But it is interesting when you get caught up in saving everybody else, all those other people, you're just spending too much time not focusing on you. And I'm not saying be a, you know, be a me, me, me bitch. I'm not saying that. But I'm like... yeah. Half the time, what's getting in our own way is all these other things. Like, you know, yeah. gay, as gay men, we chase these guys. We chase them forever and chase them forever. And it's like, girl, you're just in a chasing mode. So what are you mm -hmm. getting done? But, um, but so let's kind of dive I, in. Go ahead, man. Yeah. I was going to tell you, you, when you, what I found is that when we're in the mode of chasing people, it's because of the fact that there's something we need to deal with and chasing other people mm -hmm. or trying to change other people anytime we're focusing on other people it's a really great convenient and addictive approach for us to avoid dealing with ourselves and that's really absolutely what the book is about. well ourselves. and 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 the thing is is the more we do that we continue to create this toxic space that we live within ourselves and we don't sometimes we can't see it but yet it's so mm -hmm. toxic it's tearing us down it's eating us alive and as many guys as I've worked with, which is, I don't know, it's been since 2009. So it's, it's probably close to 500, 600 gay men over the years, which is a lot of therapy for me. Trust me, to get done working with y'all. And then I got to go to therapy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you all dearly. Um, but this is one of the things that sometimes we can't see our, see our own toxic stuff. Yeah. And then we get step into people pleasing or being in a toxic relationship, thinking we got to save a hoe, as you said. And mm -hmm. then we're just wondering why are we so freaking miserable? So, mm -hmm. so what, what brought you to, I can only imagine what brought you to like writing this book, but you know, you had to have something personal going on. Like, okay, I got to start fixing myself. Is that where you kind of came into this book? Yeah, I mean, I made a lot of fucked up ass choices, you know, and in my, in my way constantly. I, I really do think that we all have available to us a really beautiful life that we can access. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't right. mean that you're going to be rich and thin and sexy and blah, 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 blah. No, it, but it can be your version of perfect. And I think that the bridge between us 
And that life is our choices. And I had to take accountability for the fact that a lot of the things that I really was not enjoying about my life, the messed up relationships, you know, um, how I managed my health, um, you know, careers, you know, ups and downs, the, the things I didn't like were not because of the trauma, not because of the drama, not because of everyone else. It was because of the fact that in spite of everything that happened to me, I was not choosing to get out of my way. I was choosing not to make better choices for myself. And so once I started doing that and seeing and experiencing the better in my life that came out of it, I thought, I said, you know, anything that I go through, I'm sure that other there's got to at least be a million other people who are going through the same thing right now. So I thought the best way to get that message out was to be through a book. Well, and the thing is, is so much of what, what I've seen and I've watched some of your videos, which if y'all want some entertainment and some good truth telling, go, go, go watch his videos. Just saying that they're, they're going to like slap you upside the head, man. Um, but so much of what we're doing in these spaces, whether it's toxic relationships or people pleasing or being sticking with somebody who's not good for us or, you know, not being our most authentic self, all we're doing is creating the lonely hearts club for ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. it's a party of one. I mean, this is one of the biggest things, MJ, that I hear in our community, you know, gay, lesbian, but I'm going to go with the gay man because that's who we're talking to, mm -hmm. is this epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Yeah. Yet, what are you doing to step away from that? What are you doing to get out of that stuff that's holding you back from being lonely? Well, I don't, I can't meet anybody. I don't fit in when I show up. Well, okay. Maybe you didn't fit in when you showed up there, but maybe you need to try somewhere else and keep trying. This is not a one and done scenario. I didn't suddenly become Mr. Popular because I had a podcast. I still don't even look at it that way. Okay. I got a lot mm -hmm. of listeners, but man, if I want to feel really isolated, let me go stack my, let me go stack my podcast against those that are getting a million downloads a month. Mm -hmm. Not that mm -hmm. I ever would, because I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm getting yeah, yeah, out what yeah. I need to get out in the way that yeah. I want to do it. That makes me feel happy. But in your own journey, I'm, I can't help but think loneliness and, and biting, you know, hitting these walls in your own life was kind of the impetus of like, okay, something's got to change. Something's got to be know, different. For, for me, I think with the loneliness, I experienced the same lo loneliness that other people experienced. I think what amplified it was, you know, my platform uh, became really popular over the years. And I was never someone who wanted to have millions of people watching me. I never, that was not something that I aspired to. I just wanted to do videos on YouTube initially, but it grew. And yep. that was very isolating um, to me because I'm a very introverted person. And so fame or celebrity was very challenging for me. And then you put that on top of, you know, the, the loneliness and challenges that comes with being an aging gay man who, you know, I don't feel like I fit in everywhere. You know, the trauma from past relationships makes me a bit scared to get into new ones and all this stuff. And I said to myself and I said, you know what? I don't know if reincarnation is, is a real thing or not. So I'm going to believe that this life is all I got. So if this is all I got, then mm -hmm. I need something to make the most of it because continuing on this path and seeing my friends you know, who've gone down this path, who are a little older than me, so they've gone, they're, they're ahead of me on this path. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like them. And I don't want to be like this the way I am now. So I got to do something different. I got to get the fuck out of my own way so I can start living the kind of life I want to live. But don't you think, MJ, that's the thing is you got to define 
the kind of life that you want to live. You have to own it so big. You have to be part of it. It's got to be in your freaking DNA. It's got to be in every cocktail you drink. Like this is the life I want to live Mm -hmm. so that you stay focused. Absolutely. You know, to me, even the narrative of I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, I'm, you know, that is true, but that isn't who we have to remain. You can choose to say, what is the, I believe in working backwards, deciding what is the kind of life you want to live? What type of relationships do you want to have? Starting with the relationship with yourself, you know, yep. what kind of life do you want to live? And then looking at your life very objectively right now and asking yourself, is my current lifestyle, the way that I live, the habits that I have, how I spend money, how I choose partners and friends, so on and so forth, um, is that building towards that kind of life? And if not, do I need to make those changes? Do I need to go and sit down if I'm an introvert and not so, and I feel like I don't fit in anywhere? Okay, well, do I need to go and sit down and watch some damn YouTube videos about how to perform charisma? You know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. How to be a friendlier person or how to be more inviting. Most of the things that we want in life, we can acquire through learning new skills and new approaches. We are not fixed beings who have to stay the way we are, especially if the way we are isn't serving us. But I think that's the thing is we may see it, quote, see it, but we're not Mm -hmm. taking action towards it. And I'm not saying if you're an introvert, okay, you got to go watch every confidence video that's out there. You got to do charisma. Or you could also own, hey, I'm an introvert and I love it. I own it. Yeah. Yeah, Find yeah. the peace within for where you want to be. But that comes back to what MJ was just saying. It's like, snap, snap, create your own identity, create your own where you want to go and don't judge it. Don't judge yeah. it. Let it be yeah. your truth. I mean, I know for me and the guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'm going to bring it up again, man. The first time I got called a bear, I was like, ah, we are not going there. How did that feel? How did that feel? Oh, it pissed me off. It pissed me off because guess what? In my own mind, uh-huh. bears were just big guys. They were overweight. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, it took me a while to get used to this. And then I'm like, wait, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a quote, hot commodity. Some yes. guys like the big guys and the furry they got guys. websites for it. People oh, of course pay they do. money. Yes, to watch absolutely. y'all. Okay. Yes, exactly. And I started like owning it. And guess what started to happen? I started feeling really good about myself. And it was actually like, okay, well, if you're not, you know, there's there's a big stretch of what falls in our lovely little bear community. It doesn't, it's just mm-hmm. not just big boys. It can be tall, kind of bigger muscle bears. It can be like mm-hmm. guys that are just nicely stocky built, got a little extra pounds. I'm like, okay, well, that's where I'm going to go for because that's what I was striving for. You know, I yeah. used to be pretty trim and everything. And then, things happened and health care, health issues and all that stuff. And now I'm like, Hey, I'm kind of back on track. Okay. The man boobies are still there, but they're going away. They're going away. I'm not going to Victoria's secret to get no bras for me. There's somebody out there who likes them. Exactly. And that's the beauty of when we start to own who we are and we get the fuck out of our own way and we start owning where, where we want to be. I'm so much happier. Doesn't mean I'm like, oh yeah, I don't look in the mirror and go, okay, come on, you could do a little better, but I'm sure the hell not having that negative self-talk like I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot be a bear. There's no way. Nope, not going to happen. Not going to And for me, MJ, and I think this happens to a lot of us, I suddenly realized there was a self-hatred there, number one, and yeah. condescending when I'd see a bear. Oh, I was like, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. Mm. Now I'm like, yeah, I'm a proud member. I'm also a proud papa bear. I, I'm, I've uh, adopted that. I'm 60 years yeah. old. I'm a papa. I get it. And I'm actually really proud of that because I see that as wisdom 
I see that mm -hmm. as I, I've lived some life. I can give back. And if you don't want to listen to me, that's okay. I don't yeah. care. You know, and I think this is the beauty of really embracing who and where we are in our journeys so that we can do the things that we most want to do that get us to living the kind of life that we want to be living. Absolutely. You know, for me, I never wanted to accept that I was an introvert and mm. I would try my best to be something other than that. It was draining. It led to alcoholism at one point in time because as a way for me to cope in social settings, I would drink. That would be the kind of the mm, instant mm -hmm. fix. You know, weed makes me paranoid and I've never done any other type of drug. So alcohol it was, right? Yep. And so when I didn't like how that affected my life and how that affected, you know, my body and everything else like that. And I had to say, well, how do I do this? How do I be social? And I came to the conclusion that, okay, maybe I can learn some additional social skills like I mentioned before, right. but also put a limit to it because this is who I am. And so maybe a way for me to get the fuck out of my own way is like you said, to accept this for what it is and to embrace it. And it's been really, really nice because what I've found is that I'm able to have more meaningful relationships now. I'm not just social for the sake of being social. And I also give myself permission to say, I don't feel like being around people. I had a friend who wants to come to town to um, visit me here in South Africa. And I didn't realize this. I, I swear to God, I just had this conversation a little earlier, a couple weeks ago. And, and I didn't realize that they wanted to stay with me for their full trip. I thought they were just saying, I'm coming just to come. Now, in the past, as a people pleaser, I would have been like, oh yeah, sure, you can come stay with me. But now that I'm getting the fuck out of my own way, I had to tell them, and I went to chat GPT to figure out the best way to say it. But I basically very politely told them, I think it's so great that you're coming, but I'm unable to host anyone at my home because of my own work obligations. And frankly, just because of my own lifestyle is not, mm -hmm. not an ideal fit for me. But here's some great areas you can stay in and so on. So getting to your point, Rick, getting the fuck out of your own way doesn't always mean completely changing who you are. Sometimes it means mm -hmm. embracing who you are and giving yourself permission to really lean into it. Yep. And, and that leaning into it also clears the way for you to be whole with yourself, which a lot of us, you know, you said something that's a big part of my brand, giving yourself permission, giving yourself mm. permission. We have been told as people pleasers. So I, mean, I know there's tons of them that listen to this podcast. I'm like, guys, break up with your people pleaser. You got to break up with it. Doesn't mean be a jerk. I'm not saying that. And there's times that I love being the people pleaser. Like, yeah, I want to make you feel good. I want to make you feel happy. But when it was at the detriment to my own well-being, and many of us have experienced this as gay men coming out of the closet, part of the coming out of the closet was we were always trying to please everybody else by hiding our truth, not being who we are. There's guys that are listening, which I want to dive into this, that are like, yes, but I, I, I am a little too fam. You are, if you're fam, you're fam, and that is who you are. Embrace Plain, that shit. Embrace it. Let it be the truth of who you are. And what I've seen happen is the moment we turn off the spout to giving ourselves permission, we turn off the spout to happiness, fulfillment, mm -hmm. purpose, all those things that we love to throw out here in the personal development world. Find your purpose. Da, da, da. Like mm -hmm. you can't do that if you've turned down the the spout or you've turned down the energy on allowing yourself to give yourself permission to do stuff so I i'm curious go ahead femininity. i'm sorry i was saying i've learned to embrace my femininity because i used to always hate that i was feminine hate the way i walk with my switch but honey i love my femininity i proudly walk around with it um it, and it's so crazy because i thought that it would mean that men would not be as attracted to me oh please 
I've attracted mm-hmm. more people to me. And that, that wasn't the goal of embracing who I am. I was embracing who I am just to be happy. But what I found is that there's always some group of people who are attracted to your authentic self for friendship, for business, for romance, for casual, whatever it may be. And But those people don't know how to find you if you're always hiding your light, you know? Mm-hmm. And because they're, they're looking for that specific light. So it's just been a beautiful thing for me. So since we're on that subject matter, how have you been able to find the balance with your masculine and your feminine? Well, for me, so, you know, one of my biggest video categories uh, I've toured with this topic has been teaching women about the power of embracing their femininity as a superpower. Because I think Mm. it is a superpower. Because for me, when I was very fortunate, when I was a kid growing up, you know, my dad um, worked in the corporate world um, managing call centers. And I remember being really young and I was trying to, I think, contain my femininity because maybe someone had made fun of me. And my dad said to me, he says, you know, my favorite employees who sell the who sell the best in our call centers are always feminine gay men. I said, really? He says, I don't know what it is. Something about feminine gay men. They just have better emotional intelligence. They're very, very charming. He says, y'all can sell y'all's asses all. He says, so don't ever hide that. And so for me, from a very young age, I... I had it in my mind that it was okay to embrace it, even though I was scared to. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge for me was not actually embracing my femininity. The challenge for me came in embracing my masculinity because I think I had fallen into, okay, I'm good with this. But then I got into business. I became a parent. And Mm -hmm. as time went along with those areas, and I have boys, okay, and they Mm -hmm. are very masculine boys and they need sometimes, especially during when they were, you know, in their teen years for discipline, they need you to show up sometimes in a way that they can understand, you know? And so for me, life called me to be more masculine and be unapologetic about it. And I've I think the dichotomy for me, the challenge was, okay, I walk around with my tight pants on. I walk around switching. My nails are always beautifully done. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eyebrows arch, all the goodness, maybe a little bit of foundation on depending on what kind of skin day I'm having. And, but I got to come in and I got to really take charge. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. And I felt like, who are you to be doing this? You, you, your soft ass doing this. And so I have learned at this point in my life that I can be both and that it's oh, and that it's okay to be, uh, that certain spaces call on certain parts of you. Certain spaces are gonna call on your femininity more, embrace that. Certain spaces will call on your masculinity more, embrace that. And even within the context of your relationships, rarely are successful relationships built on being all of one thing all the time. Sometimes your partner needs you to show up through a more feminine lens, because maybe that's where their masculinity needs to show up and vice versa. So I've Mm -hmm. learned to just accept the balance of them and let it show up and flow wherever it needs to show up and flow. And sometimes you as an individual need to allow your masculine to show up and your feminine to show up so that you can find the balance within yourself. Yes, we can do it for other people and showing up. And, you know, those of us that are in relationships, there's you know, I always love the question like, oh, well, which you, which you, are you or your husband more the woman? I'm like, we're both guys and we both have masculine and feminine energy. They don't know what yeah, the fuck to do with that. They don't get that. You know, some people do, but it's such a, it's like, we, we don't fit into a box. I have feminine yeah, traits yeah. like every once in a while, I've already done a couple of times on this podcast, like girl, you know, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there it comes. Right. But most of the time I'm like, Hey, you know, what the fuck? This is, this is just the way we are. I'm, I consider myself a genuinely pretty masculine guy but that doesn't mean i beat down the guys who have that feminine energy or show up much more feminine in fact i enjoy the presence of people who are much more quote fluid without going i'm in any box i am just not in any box because this Mm -hmm. is what frees them 
And it also invites me to continue to be fluid in how I show up. I can be a jerk of a dad and I can be the most loving dad in the world. Yeah. I can be mm -hmm. the most mom, mom centric dad at times. And then I can be like, I'm dad, the hard ass. Yep. I am the mm -hmm. Sergeant general and you better fucking do what I told you to get done. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I'm yep. any less masculine or any less feminine. It's just how it shows up in situations. And to your point, MJ, it has been one of the most interesting journeys because I came out at the height of my corporate career. I was sitting in some big corner type offices when I finally came out of the closet. Man, what a what a mind fuck that was. Everybody mm. kind of knew me as this straight heterosexual dad, da 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 da. Okay, I'm overacting it right now, but I was a straight guy, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And then I, I just was like, well, who am I now? Well, I'm still the same guy. Just because my sexuality got revealed didn't change anything else. But man, did I play in my head with that? For years and then when yeah. i finally walked out of corporate life and said i'm going to go do my own thing i kind of confronted it on a different level like okay now i'm i'm just me it's my business so where does my sexuality fit into this of course now i'm <laughs> i'm exposed everywhere I, I do these podcasts it's, so there's not much hidden about who the hell rick is right yeah. but i also embrace that like i'm okay with being exposed because my it isn't exposed it's actually mm -hmm. rick being rick this is being your full self. And what I love about showing up authentically as we are, is it like you said, it gives people permission to do the same thing. I find that I have very meaningful connections with people because I'm so authentically myself. You know, my platform, I think that's probably the thing that helped my platform to grow the most has been just me being so authentic and raw. You know, I remember when it was years ago, I thought I was going to have to file for bankruptcy because I just didn't know how to manage money. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up. Money. So I got this business, didn't know how to manage money. I was overspending people pleasing and trying to impress people. So I thought I was going to have to file for bankruptcy. And I had a little bit of visibility back then. And I thought to myself, if I file for bankruptcy and that becomes public, people can try to shame me for it. And I was talking to my mm -hmm. mother, I was so scared. What am I supposed to do? And she says, just tell the world that you that you consider them file for bankruptcy. And she says, yeah. you take power away when you do that. And I did that. And it was doing that video. I did a video called Don't Go Broke Trying to Impress People. I put that video out probably within about ooh, a month and a half. It got about 40 million views. And then from there, it ended up getting me a job working on the news, doing financial advice where people were writing and I would give financial advice on camera. And I it built a whole nother part of my life. And so while that's a professional example, I think that it does, it's also an example of how God, the universe, or just life in general, however you want to view it, opens up doors for you when you start walking with them, whatever your authentic space is. But there's nothing better than being authentically ourselves. That's the thing that mm -hmm. I... Similar to you, I've built my entire brand around being unapologetically who I am and mm -hmm. guiding others to really look at it from that perspective. Like, what's the worst that can happen when you're being authentically yourself? Mm -hmm. Not a whole hell of a lot, right? Because you. you're exposed. Now, does that mean I'm going to get naked in a crowd? Well, it depends. <laughs> we'll have that conversation. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, it depends on what we're talking about. But it's hard pill for some people to swallow. I've had numerous people, especially in my work environment, they're like, you're not afraid to like just expose it all. I'm like, well, no, because for 36 years, I hid it all. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm going to come out about everything. But I mean, I've talked about sexual abuse. I've talked about being broke 
hundred thousand dollars in debt at one point. I talked about that. People, they're like, aren't you afraid that if somebody wants to hire you, they're going to go, you're a bad risk. I'm like, if that's their case, then that's their case. Okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what I have found is the more I can be like you, authentically who I am, mm -hmm. the more impact I get to have in the world, mm -hmm. more, the mm -hmm. more help I get to provide to somebody else. I've had guys send me messages from this podcast like, you know what? I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one who had gone through that. I used to think that MJ, I thought, I thought, okay, this is my own diva ego, like really getting in the way. Like I am the only guy who was married to a woman <laughs> and came out of the closet and had kids. And then suddenly when I'm on the other side of that fence, I'm like, damn, I'm in the bar one night and every guy I talk to is like, oh yeah, yeah. Same story. Same story. I'm like, I thought I held the market on this. Come on boys. Um, <laughs> but it is an interesting thing when we see that. And I think sometimes when we are caught up in that thought process too, we have a really hard job of communicating to others because we're yeah. so self-focused. Right. And I think sometimes in our, especially in our intimate relationships with our partners, when we think they don't get us or we, then they don't understand us. It's because we've carved out this space of wait. <laughs> I'm the mm -hmm. only one who's done this. And that can be something that, you know, gets in our own way. The more we think we're mm -hmm. the only one. And that's something that I've found in my relationship. I need to let that shit go mm -hmm. because the more I can really talk to him and say, okay, I'm not sure if you really get this, but what I'm inviting him into is like, help me understand how you understand what I'm sharing with you. Suddenly I can let some shit go in like no time flat because I've now yeah, invited him to be there with me. That is so powerful you know i i remember with um with my oldest i was talking to him about something he must have been like 17 or something at the time and i was talking to him and um i think oh this is what was happening we were leaving uh i just finished filming something so we're getting on the elevator and as soon as we got on the elevator he basically said you know you were a total bitch in there i'm like what He's like, you were an <laughs> asshole. You were yelling. You were difficult and so on and so forth. And don't talk to me like that again. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm like, the fuck? And so I, of course, was dramatic initially. I was like, oh my God, no one understands me. So after I got over that dramatic spell, um, I went to him and I said, you know what? I said, you're right. I said, I am super stressed. Um, and you know, I was caught in my ego. And I was just very authentic with him and told him that. And it's so funny because, or ironic, because what ended up happening out of that, I was so afraid to ever talk to him like that because I was raised to believe you don't you don't get too authentic or too mm -hmm. authentic. But it's created such an amazing foundation for our relationship from that day moving forward where we both can be very open. He sees me as a human being, not an infallible parent. And yep. so if I do make a mistake, he's much more forgiving of that and vice versa. He's much more open to coming to me about things that are happening in his life, whether he thinks I'm going to like it or not, he'll still will share it with me because the fact of the matter is we have an authentic relationship and that allows us to be so close. And I just, I appreciate that so much. And I've carried that on into my other relationships of just be open, be honest. You don't have to be brutal with it, but be open, be honest, be authentic. Cause that's the only way to have the fulfilling relationships that we all really desire. And yet if we, don't know what that open, authentic relationship that we desire is, we're still barking up the wrong tree. So many mm. people are afraid to do that piece of the work. Oh, I think mm. I want this. Well, do you think you want this or do you want this? And mm. is it really clear? And then the other piece of it that happens too is 
this is what I this is what I know I want, and this is the only way I can get it. It's like, really? You're yeah. asking for the world then. And that's something that I think is really hard. I mean, to your point about your own child showing you the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the greatest moments I had was I thought I had, you know, I thought I'd been doing pretty good as being out dad. And then the moment my oldest told me she was dating a girl and I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? What was <laughs> you your reaction? Just, it was that. It was like, really? Oh, wait. Oh. I, yeah. What, what's going on here? And because I was like, oh, guess what was behind all that, MJ? It had nothing to do with her. Nothing to mm-hmm. do with her. Mm-hmm. It had to do with a comment my parents made as soon as I came out like, well, you know, you're going to ruin those girls' lives. You're going to make them gay. You're going to. Okay. So as soon as that came through, boom, there's, there's the really parental helicopter waving in my head, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. one of the most poignant moments because a day later she said i'm really disappointed in you dad you of all the people i would have mm. thought would have been super supportive mm-hmm. now she's married has a great marriage to a guy and yeah. it was a moment it was a moment in time and i never yeah. would yeah i would never hold that back again but this is such an interesting space that we get to play in and find ourselves every day i think is a moment that we have to give ourselves permission as you said so eloquently to get the fuck out of our own way and stop doing shit that holds us back. And I'm so excited you know, for your book to be coming out that can help people do that, man. I am excited for it to, you know, for me, about a year and a half, almost two years ago, I made the decision that I was going to get up. I left, you know, a very beautiful life, very beautiful home in the suburbs of Los Angeles, moved with my two boys, moved to Indonesia, and then from there we moved to South Africa, and just completely turned my life into something completely different. And for me, it was because I decided that I was ready to just live a different kind of life. I didn't have a clear picture of what it was going to look like, but I knew I was tired of spending a ton of money living in Calabasas. I knew I was tired of of the career pressures that came with maintaining that lifestyle. And I knew I just wanted to do something different after sitting in the house for two years in a pandemic. And so for me, I decided, although I don't know what I want my life to look like, I'm willing to do something different. And yep. I bring that up just to tell people that you don't necessarily have to know what you want your life to become. Like you said, do you want a relationship or don't you want a relationship? What do you want it to feel like in this area? What do you want it to look like in that area? You don't have to know, but what you do need to be willing to do is at the very least identify what are the parts of your life that uh-huh. are problematic that are bringing you pain, that are not, that are continuously frustrating for you and make a decision. Are you willing to get the fuck out of your own way by way of making changes in those areas so that you can at the very least open space within your life for things that may be more fulfilling? Very interesting. And I think the thing that is is tied into that fulfillment is being willing to realize that fulfillment is flexible Mm -hmm. too. It's always gonna be in flex no matter Mm -hmm. what it is. Well, I so appreciate you. I'm so excited for this book to come out. And folks, it has literally just come out wherever you can get, get your hands on it, get it, get your hands on it. MJ, you have such excellent energy. Go watch his YouTube. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't even shown the energy that he has when he is preaching (laughs) to the choir and he's on, he kind of like me when I get on my rolls on my videos, he's much go. He just go. Yeah. You just like, okay, here we go. And mm-hmm. um, I love watching you. I love that energy you bring to everything for what you're doing. And I really appreciate you carving out time. Best of luck with the book, man. And guess what, folks? 
whoever is the first person, literally the first person that sends me that little email and y'all are used to this. If you send me a little email, say, Rick, I want MJ's book because I need to get the fuck out of my own way. Send that email to Rick at rickclemens.com. Be the first and I will get you that book on my dime because I so want MJ's book to get in your hands. So um, anyway, thanks again, buddy. Happy New Year, man. It's the new year. Here we Happy are. Happy New Year to you too. And um, Wish love you the amazing book. Yeah, you too, man. So, and happy new year to all of you. And come on, folks, get on the bandwagon, guys. Whatever it is, it could be relationship, it could be weight loss, it could be stopping smoking, it could be like having more sex, not having more sex, whatever it is. There's something out there that you need to get the fuck out of your own way and let some shit go so that you quit holding yourself back. And I'm going to invite you to make that your intention for this new year. So once again, MJ, thanks for being here, man. So appreciate you. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.